GM survey drop. We're going to talk about who the GMs thinks the best defensive player in the NBA, the best perimeter defender, the best player in the NBA, who has the highest chance to win the MVP and more. We're going to get into all that, all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. Kev, C-Dub, Hayes, we all in the building today holding it down for the squad. Uh, but with that said, man, let's jump into the survey, man. I, this is always a fun yeah. part uh, before the season starts to kind of think where the GMs are ranking people and stuff like that. We're going to start off with the first one. First poll in this uh, survey is what, which team will win the NBA Finals? So in this it's actually a two-way tie for the top for number one and number two. Both the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets got 33% of the vote, with the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks third on that list at 23%. What are you guys thinking? I oh, love wow. it. Wow. I kind of uh C dub, I kind of felt like Denver hasn't been getting no love after winning the championship last season. So for me to see the general managers have such a high regard for these guys. I think it's dope because all we're hearing about is the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, and Denver kind of been flying under the radar after they just won the tip. So to see uh, the, the GMs talking about them, I like it. I understand why everybody picking uh, the Denver Nuggets and uh, the Boston Celtics. I, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, if y'all think, if y'all believe in Porzingis, you believe in Porzingis. But Porzingis, I don't think he's a championship caliber player. But where the hell is the Phoenix Suns? Who is a ranked at four at seven percent? I think the Phoenix Suns personally, and I'm not mad at the Denver Nuggets for people for the GMs picking the Denver Nuggets, but it's I just find it hard for any team in this NBA to beat that team four out of seven times in this. Well, see, the thing though with that, bro, and I get where you're getting at with that, but like that's looking at offense, and unfortunately, especially as you get further along in the playoffs, defense becomes more. And I could see, like, both Denver and Boston, while flawed teams, have shown an ability to kick it up a different level defensively that nobody on the Phoenix Suns, except Kevin Durant in one series, has shown they could do consistently. Especially I, with Drew Holiday on Boston. But go ahead. Yeah. Can I interest you? And they they absolutely got better defensively, even after leaving losing a great defender, I think, in DeAndre Ayton. You talking about Mo Bamba? No, I'm not, not talking about Wait, Mo Bamba. Wait, how does Suns better defensively? <laughs> I like Grayson Allen. He's a scrappy defender. A Kogi, he's going to be a great defender. Uh, Yerkich is a solid defender in the middle, a more mature mm-hmm. center for the Phoenix Suns. And y'all act like KD don't. He's at least uh, mediocre at defense. And then you got well, Devin Booker. Last three years, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I mean, K- K- KD does have like uh, off ball defense. Year. He'll he'll yeah. definitely get some chase down blocks and so and so on and so forth. But I don't know about Nurkic. Like you can't rely on you can't him. Rely on him to played, be healthy. He's yeah. played thirty games in the last seven seasons. And then like, you can say about Grayson Allen. He's like shout out to like what he does in the regular season. I can't get. You, but if you go look at the playoffs historically, they stop playing him because when you when you facing tough. Like Grayson Allen starts getting frustrated, he starts doing that dirty shit, and you got to sit him down because you can't risk the fouls. I I agree with that. He have come up short in playoff series, but now I think the game is going to be easier with three great players, three absolute great players. You know what I I think think the the GMs are seeing, bro? I think the GMs are seeing the last few times that players 
kind of formed super teams, it hasn't really worked out. That's right. It's true. And that's teams right. that have co- consistency, continuity, that's been playing together, those are the teams that's been winning over these last few seasons. So that might be why uh, Phoenix is falling, you know, to the back of the uh, back of the line with this here, this uh, this particular uh, poll. Yeah. Let me ask one more question, and and, and I hate that I gotta say this. Where's the Lakers? Why the fuck would they be on this list? Oh, you don't. Oh, trip. Well, they did make it to. They made it to. You the don't Western, like that team. They made it to the Western Conference Finals with a worse team than the team that they have right now. This is Ooh. this is true, but at the same time, you're betting on a lot to work out and a lot of health, and at least with the GMs, like cool. Anthony Davis was able to stay healthy for most of the playoffs. Are you gonna bet on that for a second year in a row? Probably not. not. You're gonna lose yeah, your money. <laughs> Like that's the that's the thing, right? And and uh, shout out to LeBron. I'm not a complete LeBron hater, but like let's be clear here, LeBron ain't the clutch player. Like you, he needs an AD to be healthy, and I don't know if you can bet on that, bro. Do you don't think they're a threat for the Nuggets? Or I think you- they're a threat, but I'm saying if 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 I had to bet. Like I'm, I'm putting both Denver and Phoenix above the Los Angeles Lakers as far oh, as that's the, fair. That's the fair. So that's fair. That's exactly where I'm at. I'm just saying they're a threat. If they can catch fire, they can be dangerous. Oh, for sure. They for can sure. be dangerous in the play. They can win the championship. I mean, we we know how much you love LeBron, C Dub. So we gotta go. Uh, you know, love. you know, you know this. You hear me? Oh, funny. Y'all niggas is funny. All right, let's move on to the next one. So the next one is uh, who will win MVP? Jokic gets 43% of the vote. Giannis gets 20. Jason Tatum with 13. Luka Doncic with 10%. And then all the other players receiving votes. Uh, Anthony Davis got some votes. They don't break down the percentages. KD, Joel Embiid, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I'm going to jump off this one first. The biggest thing that I think, the disrespect on this list, is Shea Gilgis-Alexander should be higher than Luka Doncic on this list. Mm -hmm. Shea had an MVP-level season last year. The only reason he wasn't in that consideration is because that team didn't start winning until well after, you know, the the midpoint of the season. You now have Shea ready to go after last season with Chet being fully healthy this season. Listen, y'all can keep doubting. I'm not saying y'all. I'm talking about the people. Keep doubting Shea. Keep doubting the OKC Thunder. That's the team that I look at the East that can't – if they all hit and those young players develop, they can be the disruptors in that Western Conference. Oh, I love the Thunder with adding Jalen Williams, too. That kid just plays basketball. He can do absolutely everything. I just want to I, – I I don't have any problem with that list. I, I probably wouldn't have Joker at the top. I have Giannis because Giannis is going to be unstoppable with a with another player like that with Dame on his team. But why is they forcing Luka, Luka, uh, Luka in every damn list that we see, like, Bro, <laughs> you, gotta have, you, gotta, oh, bro. you gotta have a great white hope on every list, bro. You gotta have is a it, great white hope. Would that be Joker? I, I'm right there with you, C Dub. Like, I feel like Luca is just like James Harden was in Houston, where it was just ISO ball, and eventually that led to an MVP for James Harden because I don't I don't know why. I guess it's the eye test or whatever. Um, but I'm also right there with you, C Dub, in regards to Giannis. I feel like Giannis is going to have a much better season than, than let's say, uh, Joel Embiid did last year. And Joel Embiid won the MVP. The main reason why they're giving Joker all this love is because, from a metric standpoint, this dude is historic. Like, yes. from, from usage rate to, to his ability to score to all of that, it's just historic. So it's going to be hard to take it from Joker again because, honestly, he, he really could have won it, maybe should have won it last yeah. season – and it wasn't until 
uh, Kendrick Perkins made that that conversation about his race uh, that things kind of shifted toward Joel Embiid. Not saying that Joel Embiid didn't deserve it, but Joker is going to be hard to beat. But Giannis is going to be right there on his tail. Yeah, man. I don't even see the thing. I think at, with Giannis is I think having a player like Dame may hurt his his votes for MVP just a little bit because I, I expect both of them to go absolutely off. I mean, I, I agree with him being second on this list, um, but I really think it comes down to, I think it is Jokic and Giannis. Those are the only two in my opinion. Yeah. I, we always get a surprise player that has a great season, but I really do think, I feel confident saying one of those two guys are going to walk I'm going to give you a surprise player that's going to come up three, and you said it already, SGA going to be third. Oh, MVP for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I say SGA, yeah. it's time. It's time. And I don't even think Dallas make the playoffs. Y'all think Dallas make the playoffs? Bro, they're going to have a long road. I think that they can make it because I think that both Kyrie and Luka are going to be out to prove something this year. Maybe that, that causes them to sacrifice more. But I tell you what, we talking about Phoenix's defense. I trust Phoenix's defense 10 times more than I trust Dallas. And they also and have Dallas a defensive coach Amen. now with, um with uh, was it Frank? Is it Lawrence Frank? Who No, it's not Lawrence Frank. Who is it? Who is Funny looking about? dude. Phoenix, Phoenix, who's the new coach? The coach is a defensive coach. He coached the Lakers. He coached the Pacers with Paul George. And oh, yeah. You saw, yeah. What? No. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. There you go. I said Lawrence Frank, but Frank Vogel is going to have those boys playing defense. Um. So, yeah, man, I, I like it. I like what Phoenix got going defensively. As far as your Dallas question is concerned, um, I believe they're going to make the playoffs. I think the West is going to be just as muddied as it was last season. Uh, between the four and the 12 spot, it was only like two or three games separating a lot of those teams. I think Dallas kind of fell off in that last 10-game stretch, whereas this season, I just feel like they're going to probably get over the hump. Them and Oklahoma City, those are the two teams that... Wait, when you say playoffs, do you mean they can make the play-in or you yeah, think they're going to be a top six seed? I include that. I include the play-in. Okay, I just wanted to make clear on that because I was about to say, I can see them making the play-in. Play playoffs in. outright. I don't yeah, I don't no I don't way. see them making the playoffs. No way. No, they can't play they can't play defense. They're not they're not gonna be a top. It's too many teams. Memphis, we forget about Memphis and Clippers if they stay healthy. All it's too yeah. many teams. They no way. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Uh so next up the the poll we're gonna talk about is uh the question that was posed to GMs is which player force forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments. Top in that one, Steph Curry got 40% of the vote. Jokic got 33%. Giannis got 13. Luka got 10. And B got three. Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's I love this question. I don't Can think I it's in B. Jokic should be. I don't think it's in B. It's, it's obviously Curry. Like Curry is the obvious answer in terms of like just from the surface, right? From the mm -hmm. surface, it's like, man, Curry can score from anywhere on the court. His inside game is a lot, it's just terribly underrated uh, getting to the basket. Uh, so I can understand why they got Curry at the top, but I just don't think that's the true answer here. Yeah. I, I, you, I think uh, it's, I think it's, I think it's still Jokic. I think when it's you have Jokic. a big man that basically he's operating as your point guard. That changes your focal point yeah. as a defense so much more. Like, don't get me wrong, you do have to guard Steph, especially when Steph gets hot. You got to guard fifty-two feet. Yeah, but it's something different about when you're when you're center. It's basically your point guard, and it allows your guards to just roam around yes. on the perimeter like that. We don't really see that. In NBA history, we've probably only seen about five players that can do that at that level. And, it was, and honestly, it was Scottie Pippen was like one of the first ones to do it. He's not a yeah. center, but he was your big man handling the ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but I'll, just to expound on that, look what you have to deal with with Joker. 
if he's on if he's being a playmaker, everybody has to have their antennas up on defense. Yeah. If he's in the post, everybody has to have their antennas up on defense. If he's standing at the three-point line by himself, you better get out there and put a hand up. <laughs> you have to defend him and don't let him get a rebound and he throws an outlet pass. It is so many facets to this guy's game. It got to be Joker. I'm sorry. Yeah. It really, it really does have to be Joker. Like, like we said earlier, Curry is 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 understood. Like we get it, but this ain't unanimous MVP Curry. He's not you know, seven like, feet. Yeah, it's it's just not. You know, he he can score on every level, but like defensively, he's not giving you much. Um, and honestly, Joker just has way too much to like the the. the if we're talking about the opposing teams having to make adjustments, is is definitely Joker. Joker ain't giving you much on defense neither. So. <laughs> Let's just say that. That's true. <laughs> as far as the next poll is a bunch of uh who well, who's most likely to break out in 2023-24? Anthony Edwards getting 23% of the vote, followed by Cade Cunningham getting 20% of that vote, Franz Wagner getting uh 13%, Paolo getting seven, Maxi getting seven, and then you had a bunch of players splitting the rest of the percentage of the vote. Uh Bain, Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton, Chet. Kyrie, how the hell is Kyrie a threat to break out? Why is that? Is I'm done with that part of this. Come At on, this point, now I'm done. come on, now. I just, I just, I'm done now with cool. that. I didn't even see that name there, bro. I read that I had to double check. <laughs> Kyrie breaking out, come on, bro. Like, what? come on, I'm putting Chet at the top of that list, if Chet. I may. Okay, because I just feel like between Chet and um and Victor Wimbanyana, it's going to be like kind of similar to what Melo and LeBron went through. Victor's coming in with all this hype. But Chet is on a better team. And I feel like even though Victor's probably going to get the rookie of the year, I just feel like Chet is going to help propel OKC to a, a level that they couldn't get to last season, that they probably would have gotten to last season um, had he played. Uh, so I, I have him as breakout player, rookie of the year, contender type situation. But I agree with you. What, what the hell is Kyrie Irving doing on this list? Bro, I saw that name and I was like, yeah, I'm still reading at this point, bro. That makes no sense. Hey, be careful. Before I go, uh, what would you line uh, Chet at? Would you put him at a power four center or well? What would you have him play at? Who Oklahoma City, they still got um, no Stephen Adams on Memphis. Who was Oklahoma City's big man? Was it Valentunis or that was they got Dork? I think it would Dork play the big man. Dork plays the he's under. If he, I'm about to say if they got Jalen, Jalen Williams, oh, Jalen with the big, the big Jalen Williams with a whack. Yeah, so he going. I think they're going to interchange. No, that's that's Len. Oh, okay, okay. okay. They're going to interchange those two. They both of them going to play uh, four and five together, in my opinion. I mean, well, you, they got a lot of people that can play four and five. So they got Jalen Williams, Len. They got Chet. They got Usman Dang, who's oh, a, yeah. who was a player that was drafted by the, by. Well, I don't think last. I think the year before. And they got Jalen Williams, J A A Y Williams. So. Yeah. You got four players that all theoretically, especially if you, which we know that OKC isn't against going small, that all, can all play that that four five. So, yeah. yeah, it's a nice rotation. Yeah, I like I like that 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 pick right there, Chad. Um, but I'm gonna go with Paulo. I'm gonna go with Paulo. I like the experience that he got with the USA team, even though they absolutely disappointed us. But I think I think he gonna come out and he he is a threat, dude. I all since he came in the league, I called him LeBron James without the speed. Um, he's very fierce and strong in that paint. He can shoot the mid range. He can occasionally shoot the three point shot. You know who I compare Paulo to? That I somebody I can't remember who it was in the comments. I said this. He's a modern day Rashid 
Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. I like that. She was a lefty it's though, hard. right? Drip, I ain't gonna yeah. lie. It's hard for me to cut. You know, Rasheed was a perimeter. He turned around and shoot that jumper. But Paolo he also, when he a lot of power. He was in the post. He was. You, wait, you say Rasheed didn't have power? He had power, Rasheed, bro. But he was Rasheed still got ass. power today, <laughs> bro. Like Rasheed had old man strength at twenty four. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he had a gray patch of hair in his head. <laughs> but I, I understand where you're coming from, Brody, because Franz Wagner and Paolo made this list. Because I think GMs are high on Orlando. We've been talking about Orlando all offseason. Yeah, nice and we feel like they're, yeah, they're going to take gonna a step. They're going to get 15 wins yeah. this season. They, I think they're going to take a step forward. I don't think it's going to be 15 not, not wins. Not that much. Not that much. It's, bro, they were right outside the play-in this past season because yeah. of how they started. And they finished strong. They finished with one of the better records uh, on it from the second half forward uh, in the NBA. So we know what they're capable of. If they have a stronger start where they're not like 2-12 and 12 or whatever they were, Three and fifteen, uh, but they playing five hundred ball for the whole season. They should be all right. Let me tell you why. I'm just gonna give a simple answer why. Uh, who's the vet on Orlando Magic? Cole Anthony. They're gonna be exactly what he's still like twenty. Yes, they are. They, they super got a bunch young. of twenty year olds. Yeah. It's crazy. Unless you, what is the kid Carter from? We used to be with the Bulls. Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter. Like, come oh, on. They got Gary Harris on there. He's twenty. Come on, guys. It's crazy how young they are. Yeah, dude. Jonathan Isaac's knees are 45, <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. His knees older than me. He bogus. <laughs> They'll be entertaining, though. They'll be entertaining. I like the rookie, Anthony Black, that they picked up. Uh, yeah. They maybe need pick, to, God damn it. Yeah. And they maybe need to get rid of Cole Anthony and let Anthony Black run at point guard. But that's their problem. You know what I'm saying? They want to continue with this small point guard that's on them. You know? But I still think they're going to be right around the same uh, number that they – did last year, bro. They too young. Fair enough. They too young. Fair enough. Next uh poll, we're gonna talk about which team made the best overall moves this offseason. Oh. Considering there's a lot of moves, uh Boston and Milwaukee tied with 23% of the vote. Portland's next up with 17%, Lakers with 13%, then the Mavericks and Houston Rockets tied at 7% each. I like that they showed Portland love. Let's get that out yeah. the way. They just made a good set of moves. They made some like, great moves. I love yeah. it. I mean, losing a, 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 a player like Dame Lillard could set you back decades. So the fact that they were able to make significant moves and not necessarily um, set themselves back in the process, I got to give love to Portland. But obviously, man, the top two teams is, is Boston and Milwaukee. And I'm, I'm giving a slight edge to Boston because of them scooping, getting Drew Holiday. That's the only reason why. Prior to them getting Drew Holiday, because I feel like they lost too much with Marcus Smart, but now they got it back and probably better. More more offensive upside than Marcus Smart. Exactly, and a, still a really great defender on the perimeter. So that's the reason why I'm giving it to Boston. I like the Porzingis signing, uh, you know, much to the chagrin of uh, my man C-Dub here. I like the Porzingis signing because here in, in New York and in, in Dallas, they expected uh, Porzingis to be a number one, number two. Uh, and in uh, the Wizards. He's not expected to do that with Boston. He, he's going to be the third option at best. And in some cases, the, sometimes the fourth exactly, option. Was in some cases, yeah. the four, fourth option. So I feel like Boston did a, a lot this offseason to address their needs, which one was shooting. They didn't have enough of it. And they still got better defensively after trading their best defensive player. I hear what you're saying about Boston, and and I'm definitely on the opposite thinking of where you at. Uh, I think they lost a lot of heart and a lot of winners, and Marcus Smart 
Marcus Smart was the heart of that team. They will pay the penalty for that. It's going to take them a minute to gel together without that guy. But let me I ask think. you, Cedar. Let me ask you, Cedar. Yes. So I was on the same page with you before they got Drew Holiday. Do you not believe that Drew Holiday is a good replacement for Marcus Smart? I do. I do. But he is not the he is not Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart is not Drew Holiday. Marcus Smart did Drew, the little Lord, things. Uh, yeah, go ahead. True, and Drew's going to do that, but I think also you have to understand that Drew Holiday is a championship-winning point guard that's going to a team that hasn't been able to get over the hump, and I trust that Drew Holiday, while he's not like a true half-court facilitating Steve Nash point guard, but I'm going to give him a bit of an edge on helping the cohesion of that team because when you have a point guard that can do those things, it brings the cohesion together some. And I also think that Drew Holiday is going to be somebody that tells somebody like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, hey, y'all need to shut the fuck up for a second. Listen to me and the coach. We about to try to get this win. Okay, and then I will just come back with uh, is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum equivalent to Giannis Antetokounmpo? Together? Yes. Yes, they surpass yeah, together. Together. Yes. Together. Yes. Is, they, yeah, they're yes. together. Okay. okay. I think uh, they're more I, than equivalent. Than you think they're Giannis. more than equivalent? Yes, okay. the two of them combined, yes. Okay. But I still don't understand why at this point when you're guarding Jalen Brown, all you got to do is stand on his right <laughs> side. <laughs> and the moment he has to go left, is over with. Like, that's all I would do if I'm guarding Jalen Brown. Bro. Just stand on his right side and be like, all right, wh where are we going now? Because if you try to come through me, I'm going I'm going to get the that charge. Boy, like, he, what we doing? he better have done everything left-handed this season, this offseason. <laughs> nah, I'm talking he, about every – he better wave left-handed this whole offseason. <laughs> my, my man can't say that he tie his right hand behind his back for three months and let him figure it out. <laughs> hey, man. I'm going to go with Milwaukee with just basically the obvious. They picked up Dame Lillard. I think they should be the favorites. I'm not picking them to win a championship, but I think they should be the favorites to win the NBA Jackson. championship. Huh? My bad. Oh, they should be the favorite to win the NBA championship. And I'm doing that for a selfish reason, because Dame Lillard, I feel like he's been hiding over there in the Northwest. Now it's time to uh, show and prove, my guy. You cannot hide anymore. Go and win a championship. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Next poll. What was the most underrated player acquisition? Marcus Smart, 17% of the vote. Grant Williams, second with 14%. You got Dylan Brooks, Bruce Brown, Yusuf Nurkic, Max Struess, and Fred Van Fleet, all tied with all 7% of the vote. Yeah. Other players receiving votes, Aiton, uh, Miles Bridges, which hey, is that, they count that. All these others be hey, sucking. Hey, 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 hey. counting that as, a, Miles as an acquisition. Anyway, <laughs> what do you guys think of the most underrated player acquisition? I like the DeAndre Ayton. I feel like DeAndre Ayton with a clean slate and no expectations is going to go mm -hmm. to Portland and play some good basketball. Like, I think he's going to play the best basketball of his career because he got a monkey lifted off his back, especially the last three seasons in Phoenix where they're expected to – win the championship. Now he doesn't have to worry about any of that. He's still only, what, 24, 25 years old, for, former number one overall pick. If he develops any type, if he develops any type of um, um, shot from the perimeter, that dude is going to be on point. So you, you think, before I go, do you think he's the number one option in Portland, Drip? Oh, fuck no. No, no. no he's not going to be the That's the young... No, I mean, they're, 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 confer they're committed to developing Scoot, Shaden Sharp, and Anthony Simons together. Like, don't get me wrong. Aiton's going to get a lot of shots, but he's not the number one. Right now, that. Jeremy Jimmy Grant better be the number one option with all that no money way. they threw. I'm no, just saying. No way. I was just making a joke. I was just Jeremy making a joke. Jeremy Grant ain't even, ain't even his mama's number one option <laughs> on her fantasy team. <laughs> 
Come on, bro. Horace ain't gonna like that. They, what they, they gave him a hundred and what? A hundred and thirty million or something like that? Yes, like, that's crazy. I'm a, I'm gonna uh, go a little off script, maybe a little bit under the under the line here. I think Derrick Rose was was the best one for for John Morant in the I mission that, that in the mission that he's going to do over there. Uh, I think he's great for John Morant. I ain't saying he's gonna go in and. Uh, take time away from John Morant. But I think as a mentor, this was the best move in the NBA this offseason. Well, it's low key. Them, him and Marcus Smart. My, my bad. Go ahead. You can't mentor nobody who don't want to listen. I got to see Ja be willing to listen before I can say anything. Because right now, don't get me wrong. I agree that Derrick Rose should be able to be all of that. It's not Derrick that I'm doubting. Yeah. It's Ja dumbass who I'm doubting. Bro, like, that's fair. Hey, but that's you know fair. D Rose teaching him the five P's right now, bro. You he ain't teaching. Him. He better not be teaching that man no five P's game. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Oh, oh my god. Who you got, Drip? All right. What? Who you got? Who you got is the most as the as the most underrated acquisition? Mm. Yeah. Oh, Marcus Smart by far. Like he's identical. Marcus Smart is everything that you want from a basketball player as far as as an ultimate role guy he, yeah i'm not saying he's just a role player but when you look at like what he's going to be able to do he can play next to ja he can play next to desmond bain he adds so much on what that team needs when they need a defensive stop he's going to bring that and if if this team and let me not say this team i want to put everybody under it if ja is willing to listen because one of the things with marcus smart we know that jalen brown and jason tatum didn't always listen to him if they're willing to to listen to what he got to say he's going to be so important for what that team needs to be bro he's almost perfect for exactly what that team needed. And then on top of that, uh, with, with John missing with the first 10 games, 25, 20 games of the 25. season, 25 games of the season, it gives them a, a, a chance to develop an identity without John. John's going to have to realize now he has to come in. It's still his team. Yes, yes. But he has to come in and fit into what they're already, because if they're having success without John, you cannot come into that and disrupt what that what's that what's going on if you want another chance. Hayes, you know what's funny? Because the last two seasons they've had success without Ja. Yeah. The last two seasons, and they about to start this season the same way. But what they're getting in Marcus Smart is everything they wanted from Dylan Brooks without getting punched in the nuts in the process. Can this team? Can this team? This guy? Can this team win a championship this year? No. No, Memphis, I'm not saying that yet. I got to I got to see them make it to like a, a Western Conference Finals first before I'm willing to that that Western Conference, bro, like it's going to be the wild wild west for real this season and Memphis is going to win a lot of games. Yeah. But I'm not trusting them right now to make it over the hump in the playoffs when you got teams like Phoenix with vets. You got Denver who won the title. Yeah. Even the Lakers, you got Lakers that with LeBron, LeBron and AD healthy. No, you got to first get Jaron Jackson Jr. to stop. That man averages almost four fouls a game for his yeah. career. Yeah, That's he, because he, he averaged, he, what, he gotta, four blocks a game? Three, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> but, but he like, got to be smarter. Like, you, You're you right. Yeah, you got to be smarter right. with that. Yeah. You can't just be swatting the swat. Yeah. Like, I need him to go and watch Kareem to explain how he got shot blocks, right? Like, yes. you timing. You can't just be out there hacking motherfuckers, mm-hmm. bro. And you trying to send it into the yeah. audience. But I don't know. If Steven Adams... Ain't healthy. Memphis ain't going nowhere, bro. But he's healthy. He's going to start right now. He is. Yeah. I'm not saying they can go and win a championship, but I think they can threaten for that Western Conference final. Just look at they whole. They better than Sacramento. They've been through a lot of trials. They've been through a lot of better than Sacramento. Yeah, I can say that easily. Yes. Not easily, bro. I I can say that easily. Yes. Didn't Sacramento finish what third? Did they finish third in last, last season? 
in the they, West? They know. Hey, the, let's see how they do this year when they know when the uh, league know they coming now. Okay, I get. Let's you see that, how man. they do it when the league yeah. know they coming. Yeah, let's see. Fair. Let's go to some of these uh, coaching polls. Who's the best coach in the NBA? Eric Spoelstra with 73% of the vote. Next up, Tyron Lue with 10%. Kerr with 7%. Pop with 7 And uh, Malone and Denver with 3%. How y'all feel about Spoelstra? Last year, he led it with 52%. They upped him to 73 this year. I mean, uh, you can't can you argue it. against you it, cannot. though? cannot. My nigga took a bag of rocks. And some crystal meth to the finals, and bro. Jimmy Butler. and Jimmy Butler, <laughs> and, and Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler. Uh, yeah, bro. I, and I think I also need to point out on this that GMs cannot vote for their own yeah. personnel or their own team. In this. otherwise, so it would have been eighty percent. Exactly. Otherwise, it would have been eighty percent. So, like that says a lot. Can we go for the second, then. Let's go for the second. Let's go. Spoelstra won best coach. He won best. Uh, motivator, and he won the coach that makes the best in-game adjustments. Eric Spoelstra is so well respected. He is. He was already. He's already been accepted as a top ten all-time NBA coach. That's fair yeah. to say, man. He's been doing it for a long time too. It was hard. Oh, and he got any one best defensive schemes as well with forty percent of that. Bro. You can't deny it, dude. He took a team that was five minutes away from being eliminated out of the play-in. All the way to the finals and actually won a game. Facts. You can't deny that, dude. You can't. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who's the second best? That's a better question. And I'm going to go. Uh, let me go back to the I'm, a, I, I'm not going to go pop. I'm going to go. Um, Mike Malone Steve was Kerr. up there, right? Steve Kerr. I'm going to go Steve Kerr. I ain't going to disrespect Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. I don't know, man. Game. Like last, I'm going Mike Malone. I'm sorry. I would have, I would have yeah, said Steve game. Kerr. I'm right there with you, uh, Hayes, on Mike Malone because based on just basing this on last season, and I'm guessing this kind of how the GMs are looking at these things. The Golden State Warriors were atrocious on the road. Steve Kerr could not coach them to road wins. I don't even did they get ten road wins last season. I think they may have got ten. Oh no, they were atrocious on the road. That's yeah, all yeah, I know. I don't even think they got ten road wins last season, bro. I honestly don't. That's crazy. Did they not get 10 road wins last season? Somebody look that up. <laughs> we need to fact check Kevin on that one. I, I, I'm I, not going to call they got Cap, more that than 10. They Bro, got it, it was, if, they, if they got 10, it was exactly that. <laughs> no, they got like, no way. I'm telling you, hold That's on. Crazy. I'm, t- I'm looking it up right now before we go to the next one real quick. These mugs. Oh, let me see. I already moved to the new season. Hold on. Well, well, these marks had Golden State Warriors. They were eleven and thirty, so they got eleven wins. Jesus Christ, that's crazy! That's wild. They were atrocious on the road. That's crazy. Oh my God, Uh, that's wild. All right, uh, one quick one on this one: Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Chris Paul got twenty percent of the vote. Mike Conley with thirteen. Garrett Temple with thirteen. T.J. McConnell with ten. Drew Holiday with seven, Van Vliet with seven percent. Is Rajon Rondo officially retired? Yes, he's officially okay. retired. Okay. Then yeah, Chris Paul. <laughs> but but nobody like but the but the, his contemporaries don't like him, bro. Is he yeah, is, but, would it be, are you uh, uh, to be a head coach or a successful head coach? Just to be one? <laughs> to be the best head coach. So <laughs> successfulness gotta play a part in it. I got Drew Holiday. I just can't do CP3. Okay. I go Drew Holiday. Is Ricky and I'm not Rubio even sure playing? about him. Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Rubio is still playing, but I, listen, I feel like Rubio is going to be one of those players when he retires, we will never see him. 
We would never gonna, see him again. He gonna grab a couple of supermodels and disappear. We would never see him, exactly. Never see him again. He going straight to Barcelona. He going home. What do you mean? Bro, that's funny. That is hilarious. Oh man. All right. Another one, random one. Uh, which team has the best home court advantage? Denver Nuggets won this one with 37%. Golden State with number two with 17. Kings with 13 at number three. Jazz with 10% at number four. And then the Celtics, the uh, Knicks, and the Raptors all splitting 7% to tie for number five. And then the 76ers with number eight with 3%. How about light the beam? Man, it's the Golden State Warriors. They lost, they won 11 games away from the crib and 33 at the crib, bro. Come on. Yeah, Yeah, I can't argue with that, but I got to go with the mild high. In Denver, you're on the mountain, bro. You're on the plateau. I'm sorry. You're a mile high. That is, that's that's already a detriment to you trying to win. If you're out of breath, how you going to win the damn basketball game? That's true. I'm going, and then the crowd going crazy because they successful. It's just too tough to win in Denver. I'm going with Denver. All right. Facts. Uh, and then this last one that we'll get into before we get up out of here today. Which one? Which one do I want to pull? Oh, this is a nice one. Which team has the most promising young core? Oklahoma City Thunder winning with 73% of the vote. Cleveland Cavaliers with 10%. Orlando Magic with 7%. Other teams splitting the vote. Pistons, Rockets, and Pacers. To me, I think the Pacers are way too far down this mm-hmm. list. Bro. I think so. Pacers, Pacers should be upwards of 20 25%, bro. Like, yeah. I can understand the Thunder, but to me, the Indiana Pacers young roster is a roster that you can doubt now, but they're going to make you pay for it in a year. I agree. If not this year. I agree. Do you think that the um – the Pacers are better than Cleveland. No, I think that, no, not right now because we haven't seen, we haven't proven. No. Now, do I think on paper they can be? It depends on who develops. Uh, that'd be a great conversation to have in another two years. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm, agree with you though. I think the Pacers got a super duper nice young core. Orlando too. I'm high on Orlando. I think Orlando has what it takes to be the OKC of the Eastern Conference, especially with Paolo. If they develop him properly, he could definitely be the linchpin for that squad. Uh, but obviously, OKC got the, the, the best young core. I'm a, you just can't argue OKC. Uh, but I'm going to just throw one that's in like two, three years. Look out. Portland Trailblazers. Look at all that yeah, talent oh, sure. on for that sure. team. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. they That's a, that's a team full of – all they got to do is make sure that they keep all the motherfuckers healthy and out of trouble. Yes, bro. You know the athletes. <laughs> Don't become team. the jailblazers again. No more jailblazers. Luckily, exactly. Luckily, they're important. There ain't really much to do out there but drink. And- <laughs> you don't remember Bonzi Wells and Darius Miles and Rasheed? <laughs> oh. But, Bonzi, but that, that, was, that was a different breed, yeah, bro. Was they, different. they was going to find trouble. You, you could put Rasheed Wallace – in a convent full of nothing but male goddamn priests, and he'll find a way to get in trouble. Yeah, and they're going to get in trouble with him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I praise the Lord. Hey, hey, that Portland Trailblaze, they got a bright future, bro. I think more than anybody behind OKC because them athletes and, oh, my God, Jaden Sharp, Scoot. You got DeAndre Aytons. He probably ain't, if he don't start acting like a little baby no more. You know well, what I'm saying? Don't be surprised if Portland this season like sniffed the play in. Like, don't nah, be surprised. I'm telling you, the I'm telling you, the way the Western Conference is set up, bro. Nah, look nah, at the West. Utah Jazz. I'm I'm telling you, look at the Utah Jazz from last mm-hmm. year, and we'll talk about the Utah the- Jazz. Also had a reigning six man of the year. Yeah, they are, like they had way older players that have done this whole roster ain't done shit. <laughs> like I'm sorry, <laughs> making it in the postseason. They all talented. 
Like, cool, you got Malcolm Brogdon. I bet Malcolm Brogdon's moved by the trade. I agree, so I agree. Jeremy Grant scored a lot of points in the NBA. Ain't done shit since he left there. <laughs> the only reason. DeAndre Ayton's a head case. Yes. Robert Williams the third. We don't even know which one of his legs is going to be able to stay healthy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. We're going to talk about this in a couple of months. I'm telling y'all, man, they, they could surprise that, us. This is going to be a team that we look at and be like, hey, Scoot, Anthony, and Shaden got some promise. But they got five wins in this March. Yeah. Hey, they <laughs> 25 wins is the C is the ceiling. Be careful for sure. Oh, 25 man, that's wins. Funny. That's <laughs> funny, man. But uh man, we want to thank you guys for joining this, man. Y'all make sure y'all go follow C dub over there at the Shy Bulls podcast with the Kayak Boys. You can follow Kev. Kev's uh, at social media is is too too much actual government information. I don't even feel comfortable giving it. You can if you want to, Kev. I ain't giving it. No, nah, you, you you can, can just follow you. Chicago White Sox and Cub Central on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We need, Kev need to go change his at to Big Bro Seven Seven Zero or something like that. Bro. Like, that man got too much of his government information in his username. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. More importantly, you can follow us collectively at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. Form. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and a voicemail, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything basketball related. We about this bitch. This has been a presentation of the Break Break. <laughs>